oh yes it is and i'll have several during the podcast for you <laughs> absolutely you can we'll also talk to a tiger so this makes sense one more word from you Matson, <laughs> and you're not invited to the orgy Welcome to the What's Our Verdict Podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Matson Heiner. Better red than dead. Alec Burgess. Let's get it. And Dalton W. Bieber. It'll get better before it gets worse. That's right. We appreciate you tuning in. Go ahead, hit that like, subscribe, follow button, the bell notification, all those buttons that help you keep up with all of our new episodes and get notifications, all that fun stuff. Uh, tell a friend about us. We always Love your help growing the podcast. We appreciate you listening and all that fun stuff. Today, we're reviewing Thor Love and Thunder. It was released July 8th, 2022. It was written by Taika Waititi and Jennifer Caton Robinson. Directed by Taika Waititi. Stars Chris Hemsworth, Natalie Portman, Tessa Thompson, Taika Waititi, Christian Bale, and Russell Crowe. Thor enlists the help of Valkyrie Korg and ex-girlfriend Jane Foster to fight Gore the God Butcher, who intends to make the gods extinct. If you haven't seen this movie and you want to avoid spoilers, now's the time to pause the podcast, go watch the movie, come back, pick up where you left off. If you're okay with spoilers, or if you've seen the movie, hang out with us because we're about to spoil the shit out of this thing. Yeah, okay, there's going to be another rant for me in this particular movie, so I'm just going to go ahead and turn it over to you three. salt ready, AJ. Dude, I'm telling you. Literally has salt on (laughs) screen. Literally has salt on screen. I'm I'm okay with it because there's tons of salt for me this morning. I'm going to turn it over to you guys. What did you guys think of Thor Love and Thunder before I go nuts? Look, I'll give my just quick overview. Thor Ragnarok might be, probably is my most, my favorite Marvel movie. It had, it did, it took what Marvel did best, took humor, took your endearing love of these characters and blended it into a compelling story that drove kind of the cinematic universe forward. This movie because uh, I w- this director's name, JJ, can you say it again? Because I always say his name wrong. Taika Waititi. Say it one more time. <laughs> Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. There we go. I really like him. He's made some good stuff. He's a good actor himself. To an extent, he has a funny voice. But man, I think he just leaned a little bit too much into what made Ragnarok good. And it became too slack, slapstick comedy where it just felt very... Uh, not even at times very forced, extremely forced at times, especially to me at the beginning where I was like, this is not working for me at all. It made the acting seem just chaotic. Like Natalie Portman's character, who's she's a phenomenal actor. She sucked in this movie. She was horrible. And I don't think it's her fault. She's clearly a very good actor, but the way it was written, the jokes, to me, it detracted from it in a really bad way to the points where the emotional aspects of this movie that they were trying to harp upon didn't land nearly as much as I wanted it to. And it was because of the way they kind of inserted comedy. And I thought this was Marvel doing what they thought they'd do best, but doing way too much of it and it detracting on the other side. It's kind of like DC Universe leaning too much into the, the, the gore, the violence, the darkness, and they needed to come a little bit more to the light. Marvel leaned too much into the humor, in my opinion. Uh, really detracted from the overall feel of the movie. I will say, me personally, I liked... Christian Bale is Gore the God Butcher. I thought pretty compelling villain. I liked the story, the motivations. That part was very well done. Of all the the Marvel bad guys that I can think of, honestly, Gore the God Butcher is really up there for a standalone movie. There may not, in my opinion, be a better villain than him because 
I, I thought he was very compelling. I'm really enjoying any time he was on the screen. But just going back to it, it was just a movie that felt really disjointed due to the humor and didn't pull me in the way that I wanted it to. Cool, cool. Alec? Let me tell you the story about the Space Viking. I loved this movie. <laughs> of course you did. I had so much fun with this movie. I mean, the quotability of this movie is top notch. No. Oh, yes, it is. And I'll have several during the podcast for you. <laughs> Absolutely. You can you also bet. talk to a tiger. So this makes sense. One more word from you, Mattson, <laughs> and you're not invited to the orgy. <laughs> Jesus, in yeah, a with, terrible Italian with with out, with accent. how those gods looked like. I'll stay out of it. I'll stick to Earth people. Are you kidding me? Uh, the freaking Cronin god sitting on a throne of scissors because rock beats scissors is I did laugh at that. Fucking genius. I did First laugh a lot at that actually. I did have one major problem with this, but we can get that that later. But I really enjoyed it. I had so much fun. I was cracking up the entire time. Uh, this, this to me, is the kind of Marvel I enjoy, where there's a little bit of Marvel and a whole lot of funny, so I don't have to know anything about the actual story that's happening, but I can still go and enjoy it. So I really enjoyed this movie. Again, he talks to tigers, so take for what. Oh, my goodness. That's funny. All right, Dalton, what about you, buddy? Right, so first things first, like Mattson said, Thor Ragnarok will will be the best Thor film ever. Probably one of the best Marvel films. But with that being said, I'm with Alec. I absolutely love this movie too. <laughs> this little fist pump, boom. Man. <laughs> it's just, he's just doing salt over Mattson. <laughs> There's no accounting for taste in this no, but podcast. But... I actually did like the humor too. I, I enjoyed it. I think it's like really messed up that they have infinity cones, even though Thanos erased half the population in that universe. But I still think it was hilarious. And Christian Bell, that was probably one of the best villains in the MCU, like Mattson said. I'm trying to think in particular, like if you if you can watch the villain and be like, I don't agree with him, but I understand why he's doing it. He's a great villain. Plus, when, when Christian Bell was announced, you know, it was going to be good. So... I, I'm looking at JJ. I don't know if he agrees with that. <laughs> but yeah, there, there was a couple scenes like I didn't really like the Zeus stuff. And I, I'm not excited with the after credit scene of who our next villain is going to be for Thor. I'm not really excited for that part. But mm. other than that, I really enjoyed the movie. And I, I actually did like the humor pieces. And I would say Gore the God Butcher. Doctor Strange was supposed to be the horror movie. But I think Gore was probably scarier than any part of Doctor Strange. <laughs> I, mean, I was, I'm not saying I was jumping out of my seat, but I could, the, like, I don't know. There was more horror elements with him. The show got dark. I mean, this is the first Marvel movie I can think that kidnapped and used kids and these, like, shadow monsters and things. I wasn't expecting that. But I did quickly, before JJ salts this movie entirely, <laughs> wanted to give a shout-out to Matt Damon. Great job. I mean, I will say there's a lot of dumb jokes in this movie, but, man, that part, whew, that was funny. And I loved that later on when they came in, like, I can't remember exactly what this was like, do you think we need to make a play about this or whatever? Like, they didn't say no. <laughs> that part was so funny. <laughs> oh, man. I was happy to see Stubbs. So, My yeah. man Stubbs. That's right. That's right. Look, I love Taika Waititi. I love Thor. I even can tolerate like dark world even though it's a pretty bad movie but yes ragnarok was by far the best star thor movie one of the better movies within the marvel universe 
but Taika Waititi went too far with this movie. Like, I felt like I was watching an episode of a big, long episode of things we do in the shadows, not freaking Thor. Like it was, and, and here's what I feel like Taika Waititi did. He said, man, everybody loved the humor in Thor Ragnarok. Let me just throw shit at the wall and, and something will stick. Well, the problem is, is not everything sticks. And in my opinion, 75% of the comedy did not stick. If I had to listen to one more goat scream, I was going to lose my shit. This shit was funny at first, but when I start rolling my eyes every time the goats come on screen, you know you've done it too much. Like, it was too fucking much. And then on top of that, like, there were moments in the movie that were serious and were actually being played very seriously. And then this random-ass Taika Waititi joke was thrown in the middle of it, and it ruined the moment for me. There were at least three times where the moment was just completely and utterly wrecked. And I was so mad about it because it's like you have a very emotional setup here. You have kids that have been kidnapped. You have a dude that's having a crisis that's been having a crisis of who he is for the last six movies he's been been in. Probably one of the most tortured characters in all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, considering the the Infinity Saga two movies that he was the key to why Thanos figured it out. You know what I mean? He was able to be successful at the end of infinity war so it's like and i was okay again with the comedy if he had toned it back a little bit but it was just too much and it ruined too many strong emotional moments for me that until the last 25 minutes of this movie i felt like i couldn't feel for these characters because it was going to get interrupted with a shitty joke like that was my big issue is i wanted to feel for these characters like madsen said natalie portman's one of my favorite actresses period if not she's top three for me she's amazing and you have this and she's wasted in this movie because she would get these emotional moments and i was very interested to see how they would play this the mighty thor because it was very comic accurate that's mighty thor's thing is she has cancer mjolnir when she's holding it and she is mighty thor heals her but the cancer gets worse as soon as she's not mighty thor so they followed that storyline very well and it's a very emotional thing, but every time I would feel for it, except for the last part in the hospital, and then after that, there was some stupid ass joke thrown in that I'm like, "Fuck, it just ruined the." Well, they had those dumb catchphrases things, and that's why I was like, "She, it just didn't work." Like that felt so forced. Yeah. And what was the actual one that worked at the end? I want to know that, but I don't get to know that. Why would that be kept secret? You threw out every other shitty line on the planet in this movie, but you didn't give me the good catchphrase. Somehow, I don't think it was a very good catchphrase. Catchphrase as a catchphrase is a pretty cool catchphrase, JJ. Hey, you're quoting one of my favorites. I love that movie. I'm coming back with movie quotes from not even the same movie. And it's another one from Taika Waititi, so I'm okay with it. But, man, come on. Free guy, that one knew how to play with your emotions and the comedy. This one didn't. It was so over the top. And can we just fucking... Russell Crowe's accent was horrible. What was that shitty Italian fucking god-awful accent? Stupid. Why did he have to sound like that? I don't know. Apparently, there were two different accents that they used. And they filmed all of his parts twice. Because Taika Waititi didn't know which accent he wanted to use. Just fucking have the man talk. Why can't he just talk? Because that's not as funny. <laughs> and why, it wasn't so funny. Why, 
No, none of that was that. Uh, all that was so stupid. Why didn't he die? Because he's Zeus. Wow, because he he's a god. He got pierced him. through the, but it went right through him. Yeah, very little actually Clean kills wound. the gods, though. Yeah, very little like, actually kills the gods. Yeah, it makes sense. I guess besides the that. necro sword. Yeah, so what, I will. Oh, go ahead, Matson. No, no, no. Go. I'll go. Oh, go ahead, Alex. I was gonna add my little bit of salt to this movie. Ooh. Because my favorite part of Ragnarok is when we first meet Korg and we find out that he's in prison, right, for a revolution, but he didn't put enough pamphlets and only his mom and her new boyfriend showed up who he hates, only to find out that, no, he has two dads now. And I was so mad that they retconned Thor, uh, Korg's mom and her new boyfriend, which was the <laughs> best line in that entire film from my was pretty funny. And they retconned it for uh, two dads now. And I was like, what? Ooh, the disrespect put on Korg's mom. I guess divorce you... for the Cronins is a pretty big deal that they just write you out of their lives. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the soul I had for this. I was like, that, yeah. that was a huge problem for me. My, my question with Gore the God Butcher getting that cool sword and the, the villain or the whatever being that died in that oasis before in the God he killed at the beginning... Just didn't, that was the only weird part to me because that it was so easy to kill that god with that sword. And I'm like, well, why did this other villain die with from this guy? I don't know. I just that was so that part was a little weird to me because I was like, it seemed like why did why did that person die if the sword is so amazing? And then it was that easy for Gore to kill this god that had his hand around his throat. That was my only weird part about that the origin, but it made sense. That was just a, a little tidbit there. But man, I really loved Christian Bale. Like I just wanted to talk about him again. Like. Really, they they really hit on the emotional aspects at that point. Like him just waiting around, his daughter starving, died in his arms, crawls in the oasis, realizes that his god is just a complete doofus and jerk, and then he gets a sword that spits revenge, and he goes on a killing spree, and it really worked for me. And then when we got to know him more, and you could see the the sword corrupting him and getting more darker by the minute. Really awesome. I loved when he was on screen. Great job. Yeah, I don't normally say this a lot about Christian Bale because me and Christian Bale have a very interesting history, and you guys have heard this in the podcast. I'm not usually a huge fan of Christian Bale all the time. Wasn't my favorite Batman even in the least. And there was a moment in the end when he said something, how, how dare you turn your back on me? I was like, he sounded like Batman. Yeah, I, he did. That was very distracting to me. <laughs> but I loved him in this movie. And Dalton, the reason my face got a little weird is because when they announced him as Gore the God Butcher, I groaned. I was like, oh, God. Because I'm not usually top-tier Christian Bale. Like, it's hit and miss for him with me. He's either fantastic or he's not in my opinion and but in this he was the best part of this movie by far in my opinion like loved every second of what he did like he was crazy he was emotional he was calm and and he was twisted and i yeah i just i really he except for the whole batman the, line yeah like with the kids he was like off kelter crew like, oh dude like but also, can we just say a boss move? If you can hold a dope sword and you just drag it on the ground, like that is quintessential creepiness for me. It always looks cool. It was so yeah. cool. He had the hood and everything. I'm like, that is a video game villain I need to fight because that's a dope G right there. Yeah, I enjoyed that quite a bit. I enjoyed him a lot in this movie. I will say that I was looking forward to this movie for the Guardians of the Galaxy Thor crossover. <laughs> Complete and utter letdown. Like, I was like, it was such a waste of my time. Like, that whole opening scene, 
did added nothing to this movie for me except for 20 minutes like that's it there was no value to that for me except for Groot saying I am Groot like three times in his snotty teenage way that shit was funny but outside of that to me the Guardians of the Galaxy it was such a waste I did, yeah did Bradley Beal even voice his character I don't even know if Bradley Cooper yeah, yeah, Bradley Cooper. Sorry. Yeah, he did, but he was the, he had like one line. Is all. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I don't even remember. It, it just felt so worthless. Although I will say, I yeah. love that the ruler of that when the temple was destroyed and Thor is trying to kind of like apologize and over explain. He's like, let's just let's just not talk about that right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. But none of that really when, made sense. They tried to show like Zen Thor, and that was when it just felt so over the top and forced. I was like, they're just pounding me with this comedic, it just over the top, and it's like this is not. It's too much. Matson, when you go from dad bod to god bod to sad bod, you have to go on a journey of finding yourself, which includes very much Zen and finding moments to relax and be yourself. What the hell was up with Stormbreaker growing roots? Maybe he'd been there for a while. I don't know. Put down roots, JJ. Put down roots. And he flew, off like, he flew off like Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck was that about? Like, it just, there were so many weird choices in this movie that I was like, I always know when someone didn't do well with comedy, when I'm done with a movie and I look over at Casey and I go, what the fuck did we just watch? Like, and I did that. I leaned over. I was like, what the hell would, what did we watch? Like, this was the weirdest I just, I was so disappointed in most of this movie. I did laugh at Star Lord, like quoting Thor when he was giving his speech at the beginning. I think that was the only part that I really cackled was because he was all excited about it. And he's like, here it comes. Like that was, but other than that, like that first 20 minute opening scene, I just didn't. Yeah. When the, when the, the blue guy, the leader of the people and then Mantis are the two funniest parts of that, that whole sequence. Like that's, you didn't you weren't successful my friend in my opinion i wanted to love it but we haven't even talked about the the mvp of the movie and that would be the son of heimdall astrid i i did like that kid he was dope (laughs) i will say i loved the kids in general like when they got when he gave them powers at the end which i don't know how he did is that a is that comically accurate because i was like if he can do that, why isn't he doing that for, like, all of his MCU peeps? Because he's never been b- that backed up against a wall before. <laughs> he's he got a bunch Thanos. of kids and shadow monsters. I, I don't, is that ever in any comic? Because I was like, well, that's like an OP move. And then they not one kid died, obviously. I don't think it's comic. I've never seen it. And I've read a lot of comics with these groups. But I think they're trying to say it was, if I had to guess, it's part of, like, the the Zeus, the bolt that allowed him to do it because it was the yellow lightning. It wasn't like just his blue stuff. So I think it was the combination of his powers with Zeus's lightning bolt. But I I didn't like that they did it, but I loved what how it turned out. Because watching that girl with the rabbit. Laser just rabbit. screaming and laser. No, the fairy was, princess with the wand. Yeah, she, she was. Around. Yeah, she like psycho face and oh, dude, it was I loved the kids with Thor powers like that shit made me laugh. And I had a great time. But my problem with stuff like that, JJ, that Marvel always has problems with this. If he could do that, 
And then he, you're telling me he's got that kind of power, and then he can't go fight this Gore the God Butcher by himself and kind of hold his own. Like, I always, I just struggle with that because he goes right back in to fight him, and then he he starts to lose, and then obviously uh, Mighty Thor has to show up and, and come help save him. That balance, at times, I think like Marvel does a poor job with because Thanos was overpowered, then he was, he didn't have the gun, and he was still super, like, those, those balances of power, I struggle with at times. We're like... Mm-hmm. Black Widow, for instance, is fighting aliens from another universe, and she looks, and we all know she's just a decently athletic human being, and I struggle with that at times, and I found myself being like a little bit like, well, if he's got that much power, why is he struggling so much at the same time? No, I get that, and I, it's something that Alec and I have talked about in other movies, but not Marvel, is that sometimes Marvel, and sometimes a lot of directors in general, and movie makers in general, focus on moments. And they're like, this will be a great moment. But the continuity and how it connects to an overarching story stops being a focus because they're like, this will be a cool moment. And it was. It was a really cool moment. But when it, you look at it from the bigger picture, there is a struggle there to go, how does that make sense in the the overarching world of what we're talking about in that story? But for a moment, it was really cool. Like, I mean, it was it was enjoyable in that moment. But you're right. But I don't. I don't look at this movie, and this is the other issue that I have with this movie, and if you really want to get the salt out, this is where the salt really comes in for me, and that is you're building you, – you probably built the only truly full-on successful connected universe in cinema history in phase one, two, three, right? Phase four has felt really disjointed, and we've talked about this before. Oh, Yeah. And I know it's missing the magic because you're not starting over. You're in the middle of a continuity and you're having to re to start over. And it's you're never going to recapture the magic of the first 10 years of Marvel. You're just not, no matter how hard you try. However, this movie feels like it doesn't belong to me in this universe at all. The only reason it does is because it has characters from these the past movies. I this did not connect me to anything that had to even the doctor strange movie which was wildly disconnected in my opinion still connected me way better than this one this one felt like a standalone one-off that shouldn't be part of this should be like a call it the legend series or something like that since we talked about the legend of the viking the space viking so much have it be like a spin-off movie that comes and and it's no longer part of while it's part of the marvel cinematic universe or almost like a what if or a tales from the the multiverse and it this is you know what i mean separate it somehow because it's very disjointed from the rest of the cinematic universe for me and that was i was watching this the whole time going how does this even connect because it doesn't feel like it connects to me other than the characters are the ones that i know and love from these movies that was a huge that's probably my deep deepest seated issue is that it just didn't feel like it connected at all so i have a question for the uh saltier of the group (laughs) if because i saw a theory that this entire movie was told as a story from korg's point of view Mm -hmm. so that he would embellish it and tell the funny parts and kind of was a storytelling if they had made that kind of more apparent or if this was something they were leaning into would that have made the movie better for you guys no Uh, i think in a way yes like i think i would have been more forgiving of the over-the-top comedy because i think it would have made more sense because korg is a silly character 
right? Like he, like it's like you go back to Ragnarok when we first meet him and the stories he's telling in the infinite hallway. Like everything's a little stretched and a little weird, right? So I think I would have been more forgiving of the overall. I still don't think I would have loved this movie, but I think I would have been much more forgiving of the over the top constant comedy that didn't fit for the rest of the narrative for me. To me, with how Christian Bale was starting to play Gore the God Butcher as a director, I think you need to be able to realize, hey, I've got something good here. And they did. And I think this movie could have taken on a much more darker role in a sense and used comedy to alleviate some of that pressure. Because when Christian Bale was on screen and they had those moments, like you could feel the same insaneness in his in the darkness and the twist and this. And I, I personally wanted to see more of that. And I think then some of those jokes that Marvel does so well to alleviate some of these dramatic, dark moments. That's what Marvel's best at. That's why they've been better than DC, in my opinion, because DC can never figure out when to insert a joke to alleviate some of the heavy, dark pressure that's put upon. But that's also what DC does better than Marvel at times, in my opinion, is they will lean into the realities of the darkness and what that means. And I was excited in this this movie that they brought in kids and use it as a villain probably would do. Take the freaking kids, use them as bait. That Marvel never leans into that and they did and i think if they had done more than that and used korg's jokes and things at some parts to kind of pull us back out and reset for another emotional deep dive i would have liked to have seen more of that because again like you heard me say this earlier marvel doesn't in my opinion have a lot of compelling villains and especially in standalone movies thanos spanned a couple movies and they did a good job building that up but if you go back and i i challenge you my co-host of talk me back on this but most standalone marvel movies or even some of the other ones outside of the avengers the 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 villains aren't that compelling to me and they had one here that i would have loved to have seen even more and i think if you interject some of those jokes here and there it could have driven the story a little bit better i agree that's fair dalton you had mentioned the after credit scene with uh my boy hercules Ted Lasso, Kent. <laughs> yeah, that's what. That's what, see, like I love that. I'm character. actually excited about Hercules, and not because I can't. But Hercules is a big part of the comics. And sorry, doll. Now that you're gonna, I want to hear what you gotta say here in a second. But I, the Hercules character in the comics is a big deal because he is kind of a chaos agent. Like he's villain, he's hero. He's been in the Avengers. He's been against the Avengers. So it's interesting. But I love the actor that they chose to play him. Like. Because that is my favorite character in the Ted Lasso show. Is he just going to start spouting off obscenities? Cause... I hope so. <laughs> because it's just, yeah, it was too perfect. So, sorry, Dalton. Go ahead, buddy. It was a great question no, for Alex. So. <laughs> no, you're good. I, I don't know. I just, I don't know if, I, I feel like I just want to get away from the God stuff, I guess. Mm. I don't know. I think that's where I was leaning towards when I said I didn't like the send credit scene. I don't know. I did, Like I said... Um, I don't know if this is coming before or after the Ms. Marvel episode, but I haven't really, I didn't really get into Marvel until the MCU, so I never really read the comic. So maybe Hercules is pretty a pretty epic villain, but I don't know. Just watching that end credit scene, it didn't really hype me up. Like, oh, like we just had Gore the God Butcher, probably one of the best villains, and it's Hercules, woo, who historically has been the good guy, at least like in Disney. So yes, Her- so Hercules swings both ways. Oh, Hercules is like the worst dude in Greek mythology. I was aside from say... Zeus. Zeus is the worst. His kiddo, Hercules, does a pretty good close second. 
Yeah, I was going to say the problem with with the everyone's vision of Hercules is that it's been tainted by people taking the actual history of that myth of Hercules and making him a good guy. He's not a good guy. He is an absolute douche nozzle in actual mythology. He's an asshole. But they, we've turned him into a hero because it's he does his like epic feats of bravery or whatever. Yeah, the labors. So we've made him this hero because he just he incidentally saved people by doing making like trying to build his glory to prove to Zeus that he was worthy son. But he's a dick. He's an absolute (laughs) asshole. And in the comics, they lean into that. So like when he gets introduced in the comics, he is a douche. And then he comes around because but he does everything for glory. It has nothing to do with wanting to be a good guy or a bad guy. It's just he does things for the glory of pleasing Zeus. And you can see that it seems like they're leaning into that with the post-credit scene, which I love because that's definitely a a Hercules thing. But Brett Goldstein is Hercules. Like when he stood up that raspy voice and that, I was like, fucking a right. I love this choice. It seems like Chris Hemsworth is still all down to keep playing Thor. It, I haven't re- read and seen or seen anything, and Marvel hasn't written him out yet. It, it seems like he's just going to keep going. Who's going to replace him, though? That's the thing. Yeah, is is not... whoever replaces him is not going to be. Well, well I mean, well... like, I don't know if they're going to replace, but like they killed Robert Downey Jr., Captain America's like it's something you know you could write him into the sunset kind of thing. But it sure. doesn't seem like there's a plan to do that right now. And personally, something you said, JJ, is I think Marvel would be up a paddle or up the creek without a paddle if, if like Chris Hemsworth's gone, Thor, and 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 take like Benedict Cumberbatch with Doctor Strange. I don't know if there's anything in this universe that even gets me watching right now. And that's where I'm a little worried. Like, and they need Thor to stay and they need him to be awesome. And that's why I think you said something where I didn't see a lot of connectivity between some of these other things I've seen. Like, I, I am not seeing it. And as a common fan, I don't, I, this was like a decent standalone movie, but these connections and these stars, like, unless they, they really got to do something here in this next this movie because these TV shows we're watching as well. While I know they're setting something up, it's so far distant and the connections in, for me aren't being seen that I'm – I do sit here and I'm worried that I'm not going to be compelled. Like I thought at some point they were going to introduce some overarching villain and start building towards that like they did before. I'm just not seeing it and I am starting to get worried because it's been enough time now and I've tried to give them some leeway but I'm, I am worried. Sure. So to answer the question, Chris Hemsworth has said he'll continue to play. He's open to play Thor as long as the fans want him to. And Taika Waititi excites me, but doesn't excite me. He said he's, he'd come back for more as long as Chris Hemsworth was there. So I don't know what that means or where that goes from here. But what I will say is when they went and watched the premiere and there's the Thor will return thing at the end, both Taika Waititi and Chris Hemsworth did not know that that was going to be there. Like, so they were like shocked when they saw it. So they don't know what that means for the future, but it's obvious that Hemsworth will still be around for at least a little while. And as long as fans will say he want him there, but I'm with you. I think he needs to stay at least for the time being until, and I think there are some characters right now that could, I, I like Shang-Chi a lot. Like I think he could really play a big part as long as I think Benedict Cumberbatch is still around for a few more movies, at least on his contract. So Dr. Strange is there. 
I was really disappointed. I'm interested to see what they do with Scarlet Witch because her character as a good guy was very intriguing to me and I thought something that could be really good. So I think there's a handful there. And they, my biggest issue, and I understand why it's a concern and why they're having a hard time with it, but it used to be just movies. So every character was in a movie or in a post-credit scene. And it, so it was very streamlined and you knew where you were going to find your content. By adding Disney Plus shows, which I love, I think they're great, but you've also expanded the world to where if you're not watching those shows and, and catching on to the bigger picture, because your two main villains or your overarching villain right now that they've introduced came from the Loki show. So if you're not watching that and seeing Kang the Conqueror as part of that, you don't understand the new Thanos yet, right? Or you have very little understanding of where they're going with that. If you haven't been paying attention to the dark hold and some of these demonic sides of where the and even some of the the governmental pieces that are coming from these shows there's villains there that are part that they've really introduced more in the tv shows and all of the movies of far of 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 phase four have been seemingly standalone villains or villain entities so the only one to me that stands out in a movie right now is Shang-Chi with the Ten Rings. That's still got the possibility to be a long-term thing. And then you've got the Celestials in the... Eternals. Eternals. So, which I thought was interesting that they tied those directly to Eternity in this movie. That was one thing The with Eternity being introduced. That's a that's a big deal there. So there's, there's only one, one entity that's more powerful in the Marvel Universe comic-wise than Eternity, and that is the Living Tribunal, which we've also seen in the the most recent Doctor Strange film. There was like a brief look as they were flying through the different universes. The Living Tribunal is like a three-headed, weird-looking thing, and so you saw like their three faces pass by as they were flying through the different universes. So we've seen the living tribunal, but we haven't actually been introduced yet. So, but then eternity is the, the next most powerful being. Theoretically, if Thanos had reached eternity and said, I want to eliminate half the universe could have happened that way too. Sure. And they changed that. So eternity fights against Thanos in the comics during the infinity war, but because of the gauntlet, Thanos was the most powerful being on the, in the universe at that point. So Thanos actually captures and imprisons eternity when eternity comes so the to infinity fight. In the stones comics. Trump anything. Yeah. Did. In the comics, when the infinity stones were together in the gauntlet, they trumped everything. He was the most powerful being the living tribunal eternity. Everyone came together to fight him and it, but they took were just them getting too- the gauntlet off to beat him. Yeah, too little, kind of too late, and maybe seen the, this version of the gods as well. They were like, oh, we're fine. We're not, it's not going to happen. And then they realized it's kind of too late, and then they were in trouble. Yeah, once he got the gauntlet, he was the most powerful being in the universe, in the comics. So, But yeah, so it was. Inter- I was interested to see Eternity. I'm interested to see what happens with Gore's daughter, because it's obvious through the reflection that she's a piece of Eternity. And Eternity had kids in the, in the comics, some good, some bad. He actually had... I think like he had a handful empathy eulogy i'm mm. trying to think epiphany eon eon eventually dies i will say that, that little girl Epoch. in that scene at the end i i'm intrigued by that i was like okay like sure. i that that got those last couple of minutes i like that i was like okay like i could see myself watching this and seeing what happens here i was interested yeah that. 
I'm interested to see love and what she does and like how that go. I, I think because I think she's going to be a version of one of an eternity's kids. Oh, or, so did you, did you know by the title JJ that that was going to kind of happen? No. Cause love's not, that's not, she's a new character as far as I understand, as far as that level, but it wasn't surprising when they introduced eternity to me because all of eternity's kids are like emotions with the exception of eon i think or and then i think expediency so like they all start with ease his name his kids so that was weird it, well not all of them but most of the main kids so again empathy eulogy expediency epiphany and i can't remember besides there's two more besides eon and i don't remember their names but his but his kids are mostly have are concepts they call them concepts and so the concept of love makes sense to me that she's a spawn or a concept of eternity so that was it was interesting so i i looked at that and then she has powers that her dad didn't have like the eye beam thing that were and i one of his kids could do that and i don't remember which one but so i think they're just introducing eternity's children or concepts in a way through her so that's good so but i'm very intrigued and that was actually chris hemsworth's actual daughter oh really love yeah uh, that's why uh, well that makes it because the i was gonna say man i was like man they they smashed the chemistry but now that makes yeah that's his daughter a ton so. of sense so it felt as i'm sure that was awesome for him yeah well he's done that a couple times he's brought family and so in at the end of dark world that the post-credit scene where him and jane come together on the rooftop or whatever and that was actually his wife that because Natalie Portman wasn't available for the post-credit scene that was filmed later. So his wife, who about the same height and build as Natalie Portman, came in and played Jane Foster that's running cool. across the roof. So that's but, that's very cool. Well, I, but yeah, I'm, that's his daughter. I'm intrigued with everything you said there. I will say, eternally, visually, very just mind blowing. In the same week that that whole NASA images came out, I was like, man, like she, that eternity looked cool. I was like, that's a weird trippy thing yeah and that is exactly how he eternity looks in the comics like almost like a 3d cutout so i'm interested to see if they'll eventually he has a sister named infinity so eternity and infinity i'm interested to see if they'll introduce her she's kind of a strange character but they're getting into the big cosmic beings like i said there's only one other and it fits with the the theme that they're going for with the universal like the whole again the Secret Wars overarching storyline that I think will end up being at, at least one of your Avengers main come together movies is a Secret Wars movie. So because he embodies Eternity embodies the Marvel Universe itself. So, yeah. And I think that's what it is for me, JJ. It's, it's we're getting to a point where I need to see how this team up is going to start to form. And yeah. I think I've been we've had enough of these movies now, TV shows that. I need it to be a little more in my face to see that progression. Sure. I don't think you're going to get a team up movie until they officially start phase five. Like I really don't. I think wow, that's going to be hard. Well, here's yeah. the question I had, who are they going to build this around? Like their team building? Cause in phase one, it was iron man. Right. And sure. he popped up in everybody's post credit scene. Um, it was either him or Nick Fury, right? That post. Sure. And it's like, Hey, we're getting a team together. It was the same line putting together a team, putting together a team, putting together a team. But, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe they haven't decided who they want to build it around. That's why we have all these standalone movies. I mean, I think the logical choice probably be 
Benedict Cumberbatch and Doctor Strange, yeah. but I haven't really, I mean, he's off, you know, in the dark dimension or whatever, just doing his own thing. So it's kind of weird to see, like, if they do have this team up planned, like, who's going to be the one who kind of puts the team together? Yeah, I don't know. Thor's teams, his Revengers or whatever, they're just like a fantasy football team pick. Just straight yeah, up. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I don't know. Should be interesting. Should be interesting. I'm just thinking because obviously we're, and I think we're getting close to the end of phase four. We're getting phase five. And I, like you said, I don't think we're going to get a team up movie until phase five. But I feel like they're go. I feel like they're doing like phase one where it's like just these bunch of origin stories. Like even with Spider-Man and Thor, where we already knew them, it's like Spider-Man's being reborn into this new Spider-Man character and Thor, you know, it's refining himself again. So I think it's just a lot of origin stories with the exception of Doctor Strange. So I feel like that's where we're leaning towards. Even like Loki, like the Loki series is like it's a whole brand new Loki we're seeing. So I think it's like like right now it's a lot of origin stories, meeting these new characters. And then I feel like the team up movie, when it happens, it might be like Infinity War where like they're just scattered all over the place and they're just Mm going to have to like eventually just all come together at one point. But I think eventually it's going to be like a multiversal thing. So I think Kang will definitely be there. I'm I'm interested. I'm also thinking like, uh, would they bring Galactus? Um, if I didn't say his name right, yeah, you are. And I don't know. I think <laughs> I don't think we see Galactus until because he was such a, a Fantastic Four villain. Like he was always big in the Fantastic Four piece. So mm-hmm. I think maybe he'll be introduced when they bring Fantastic Four into the mix, uh, which they're working on. So I don't know. I I mean I think you kind of have to at some point. I mean, especially because they are bringing Fantastic Four. So I mean, yeah. And he was always Galactus was always a Fantastic Four, Silver Surfer, that whole universe piece. So I I think you'll eventually see it. But I think we've reached a point where they're walking down dangerous waters because it's hard to ground anybody in in a level of reality anymore. Like you're everything's cosmic and everything's huge because Thanos was so big that you can only go up from there and Kang's a great choice but once you break down Kang now it's like now you're moving into big stuff man and that's like Galactus and Eternity and Infinity and the Living Tribunal and and the Celestial so everything's very huge scale so except for Doctor Doom I mean that's the other piece that I'm waiting on is Doctor Doom they've hinted they've had little little teeny hints and and he's a big part of the the secret wars narrative so i i don't know he could be another one that and dr doom has very very big power levels once he gets to that point so all right well let's rate this thing i'll go first man i freaking love thor but this movie really hurt me in the soul like there were so many good parts to it that when it was good it was really good but when it was bad it was so bad in my opinion and the comedy was forced and it was over the top forced yeah, I just wasn't I wasn't a big fan of this movie in general. There were some good parts. I'm going to say not one of my favorite Marvel movies, barely a middle of the road movie for me in general. I'm going to give it a two and a half and I'm going to move on from there. Um, I don't have a lot more to say about this movie. It just it frustrated me. And then there were great parts that I loved. So there it is. Uh, Matson. Yeah, I've said a lot already. So I'm with JJ, two and a half for me. Uh, you can listen to what I said earlier, but jokes didn't land predominantly throughout the movie. What saved this movie for me was uh, Christian Bale. Again, great job as Gore the God Butcher. Really enjoyed the villain there, but I just think they tried to take Ragnarok and do it times two, and it in a lot of ways fell a little bit on its face. All right, Dalton. 
All right, I'm going to be the opposite end. I actually really enjoyed this movie. I like the comedy. Maybe that's just because I like corny, funny things sometimes, and I just like the cheesiness. And like I said, I think Gore was probably one of the best villains. I, he really stood out. He was the best part of this movie. And I did like I did like the whole Jane Foster thing. I like how they tied in, like, Thor told the hammer to protect her, and that's what the hammer did. And just to have Mjorjorn back, I hope I pronounced that right. Mjolnir. Mjolnir. Mjolnir? Yep, Mjolnir. So I think there were some cheesy parts. I, I think it was stupid how, like, Stormbreaker was his own person and <laughs> was, like, like, jealous and all that. But with all that being said, it was no Ragnarok, but I would still give it a four-star. I'm, I'm being bold. Go. I'm doing four-star. Wowza. I like it. <laughs> all right, Alec, bring us home, buddy. So I am full of 100% grade A whiz cheese. So... I thoroughly enjoyed this film. I'm actually surprised, though, Mattson, that you gave it such a high score because there was that whole 20-minute stretch of black and white in there. And the entire time I was watching it, I was like, oh, Mattson's going to say something about the black there, and white in the show. There was actually some blue in there with the Yeah, a little bit of yellow. Uh, so, but and, there was a lot of black and white in there, Mattson. There was That's a funny. lot of black. Yeah, but it didn't act like a prototypical black and white movie with characters standing in the same know. scene There's for 10 no minutes. There's no color. And, There's no and color running their mouth. That and entire looking. fight scene was just the worst because I couldn't focus on the cool colors. Don't even get me started, <laughs> stupid black and white. It served but, a purpose. It wasn't just we didn't have the technology yeah, to make human beings look like they actually did. Yeah, Maltese Falcon. If it served a purpose. They wouldn't have the color in there where they did. <laughs> so I really enjoyed this movie. I'm not going to go quite as high as Dalton. I think it was a three and a half. Very good, solid movie. I will be watching it quite a few times when it comes out on Disney Plus to stream, just because it is hilarious to sit back and laugh to, especially the goats. I loved. Oh, that was like, the J- best part. Worst. JJ, I, wa- I want to watch this movie again because I want to watch Christian Bale, but then Alex just brought up things that I don't want to watch again. Like it, yeah. that, that goat thing, seeing that at home, like I would just be like, no, I'm, I'm, I've been done with this. Yeah. And that's the problem. Like, I don't know if I'm going to watch it again because I, I won't. There's so many things that I don't care to see again. Yeah. Same. I will watch I- this again. Yeah, I won't. So I'll much. YouTube, I'll YouTube the Christian Bale part sometimes, like if I want to watch, because especially when he's talking to the kids in the in the prison, yeah. and like sneaks up Oof. behind them. I'd watch that scene again, but I wouldn't watch this movie as a whole again. Mm-mm. Unbelievable! You miss out on so much good stuff. No, uh, I didn't miss yeah. out on anything. Yeah. Oh, you would. You totally would. <laughs> Sif's left arm just being in Valhalla. That was great. <laughs> um, so. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Three and a half for me. I will be watching it again and again and again. Oh, boy. We we didn't even talk about how Korg's husband was Dwayne. Yeah. That was... <laughs> Dwayne <laughs> had... The Rock Johnson. Yeah, and then there was, like, even memes coming out of, like... With like him with the mustache posing like the old... Like the old <laughs> Dwayne Johnson with the fanny pack. That was awesome. Pure so gold. Pure comedy gold. It would have been funnier if they named it Kevin and it was like Kevin Hart or something. But then that would have just been so... It would have been on brand for this movie. Yeah, it's just stuff like that that I don't need to see again. The only, the, the only goat one that made me kind of laugh a little bit, even after it was already... Well, there's when they actually hit the planet that they were going to and they just ran into it. I was like, all right, I would have screamed there too. So that was funny. 
Yeah, the screaming goats were too much. Yeah. All right. Well, there it is. Dalton, tell everybody where they can find you. Um, if you want to find me, I'm on TikTok at Dalton W. Beaver, and I'll be posting content very shortly. I plan on just busting through a, a lot of stuff on the microphone at work. So plan on more content soon. Love it. Matson, what about us? Where can they find us? Yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful we're going to have a uh, X-Men related one, Dalton, Ugh. as we aforementioned in our previous podcast. But where can we be found? Woo! Most importantly is on TikTok. Alec doing big things over there, roasting his co-hosts, eating weird concoctions, talking to tigers, throwing out fan theories from these podcasts. Good times all around. So definitely come check us out on TikTok. Look at our social media posts to see what we have reviewed and will review. Check us out at whatsoverdict.com to, to see what's on the docket or just come listen to us. As always, we appreciate when you all suggest things that we uh, want to record, record. Charles, you are on the docket uh, with... What is it again? Boss Baby 2 or my Baby making? Geniuses 2. Baby too. Geniuses 2. Jeez. I think we'll record that in a couple of weeks. So it's happening. Mm-hmm. Also really excited for the month of August because we're going to do some different stuff. Bringing in some conspiracy theories. Talking about some cool stuff. Some dumb stuff. It's going to be interesting. So we're excited to see what you all think. Absolutely. Thanks, Madsen. Yeah. There it is. Thor. Love and Thunder. With that, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Whoa! Cinematic out.